Larry Ulrey, one of the behavioral science faculty here at Andrews University, sent me a test the other day. It's called the Hurry Sickness Test. He administers this test in his classes on stress. He teaches seminars on stress. And, when he's, and it's not a whimsical test. It's not a little, you know, something to smile at. It's just, it's a serious test for type A behavior kind of people. And when I took the test, I'm telling you, I got it right here. When I took this test, I flunked it immediately. I mean, guys, it's embarrassing. You know, I wonder if we all, I, I just wonder if we all have hurry sickness. I mean, do we all, and these are, these are, these are some of the uh, characteristics that you, you, you pick about, you recognize about yourself. Do we all hurry the speech of others? Come on, come on. Just, just hurry people on. Come on, come on. Do we say yes, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do we finish people's sentences? Just boom, Get on with it. Got stuff to do. I wonder if we all suffer from hurry sickness. He calls it polyphasic thought or performance. Do you do, do you do polyphasic thought or performance? Do you? That's when you think or do more than one thing simultaneously. While listening, you're thinking of tasks. While golfing, you're thinking of work. While eating, you are reading and talking and planning. We are always forever in a rush. And so Larry said, hey, Dwight, my favorite tombstone epitaph. All right, you know what a tombstone is. You know what an epitaph is. what you put on there after you're gone. My favorite one, he said, is, got everything done, still died. I got it all done. I still died. And you know what, guys? It doesn't matter if you get it all done or not. You're going to die, period. You're going to die. I think we all got hurry sickness, don't we? It's driven, 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 driven. It must be God knew that we were going to have hurry sickness on this planet. And so before you and I were even born, God designs this, this divine antidote. So I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to mainline it right into your system. And when you get this antidote, it will help cure you of that hurry sickness. I'm going to give you another 24-hour period. I've already had six, but I'm going to stick one more in. And the seventh 24-hour period is my antidote to your hurry sickness. The Bible calls it the Sabbath. But on this Sabbath in which we wrap up our little series called God's Party, we're going to call it God's Yahoo Day. Yahoo. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that is precisely what the Sabbath is about. It is a day of Yahoo. I want to share with you a creation story we have never shared. We have been on two series together. The Sabbath series, and then it's bookended right up with, the, with God's party series that we're wrapping today. We never went to this creation account, so open your Bible to the book of Job. Just find the book of Job. If you can find the Psalms, it'll be the book before the Psalms. In fact, let me give you the page number. It's page 300, rather, 365 in the book of Job. Here's a creation story. This is the creation account. We never read it. You and I have never shared these words together before. But here is the Yahoo. This is the Yahoo. Of all of heaven. Okay, this is Job 38. You found it? Job 38. I'm sorry I gave you the page number and didn't give you the chapter. Job 38. Job 38, verse 4. Okay, so Job, poor me, poor me. Job has finally run out of his ammunition. Why is this happening to me? He's finally through. And God says, are you through, boy? Take a breath. Listen to me. I got some questions for you now. Listen to me, son. Verse 4. Where were you? Job 38, verse 4. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Huh? Creation. Where were you? 
Tell me if you have any understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched a line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted, Yahoo! There it is. You know what? Because of home foreclosures going on right now, 8,000 foreclosures a month now in the United States. Most of you will never have the joy of moving into a house you designed and built from the ground up. Those days are over. I never moved into one of those either, so don't feel bad. Huh? But people tell me that when you have built this house and you've made the plans and you've watched it go together piece by piece by piece, there is a yahoo moment when you walk through that door and say, yes, this is ours. That's what this is all about. God spent six days constructing a pristine planet and then walked through the door and they all said, Yahoo! They shouted for joy. I like the way the uh, New Revised Standard puts this in uh, Job 38. When the, when the morning stars sang together, there's the NRSV, at creation the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings, all the heavenly beings Shouted for joy. You know what the word for joy is in Hebrew? It's Yahoo. All right. What's the matter? After 25 years, you don't believe me? All right. Take out your study guide. Let's get that down. No wonder the Sabbath is God's Yahoo day. Thank you, ushers. We got the great, great, great ushers of the, uh, of the church who are here today. Just uh, let's get these study guides out, please. To anybody who needs a study guide, you'll like this. There are five very specific strategies for you to turn the Yahoo day into full of Yahoo. Five simple strategies. We're going to end with those in just a moment. Take your study guide, please. If you didn't get one, hold your hand up. And while they're passing that out, those of you who are joining us on television, we're delighted to have you. Let me put it on the screen for you. If you'll go to our website, www.pmchurch.tv. That's our website. You go there. You're looking for the series. We're just wrapping it up today. It's called God's Party. We started out with MySpace, and then we went to Facebook, and then we went to YouTube, and then we went to Green Google, and today it's Yahoo. You're looking for Yahoo, and when it says study guide there, you click that on, and you'll have the identical study guide we have. All right. And by the way, those of you who are leaving now, school year's up, you can keep in touch with us. Keep in touch with us at that website. You can get the podcast. You can get the video cast. You can do anything you want. We want to keep in touch with you. Uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to have you, of course, come back. We're looking forward to your coming back one of these days. All right, write it down, please. Sentence number one in that study guide. For a generation with hurry sickness, the Sabbath is God's Yahoo day. Write that down. The Sabbath is God's Yahoo day. And I'm telling you what, you can almost hear the Yahoo in the ancient prophet Isaiah. This is one of the great Sabbath passages in the Bible. We've saved it till the end. This is for Yahoo Sabbath. Go to Isaiah chapter 58. We'll end on this passage. Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Page 500. That's, there's a great page number for you. 500 in our pew Bible. If you didn't, didn't bring your Bible, uh, grab your pew Bible. And uh, read just two lines. Isaiah 58, two lines. Verses 13 and 14. This is something. Isaiah 58, verse 13. God speaking. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath and from doing your pleasure on my holy day, 
Hey, if you'll call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord, if you call it honorable, and you shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then, God said, I got a deal for you, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. What is God's promise here? Write it down. I have given you the Sabbath to be a delight. Delight. It's my holy. It's my Yahoo. My holy day. My Yahoo day. How much of a delight? Hey, listen to this. This is kind of embarrassing. So we're not going to look the text up together. The same Hebrew word that Isaiah uses here in chapter 58, verse 13, he will use one last time in his book in chapter 66, verse 11, when he describes a little sucking baby at his mother's breast. And he says, now there is delight. How many of you remember those days? Have you ever heard a baby? Have you ever heard a baby? A suckling baby? Nursing? Come on, you have, haven't you? I mean, it is some sound. That is the sound of delight and hunger, both. Just kind of... (laughs) Isaiah says, that, that is what I want you. I want you to find in me on the Sabbath. Just like a nursing baby. On my holy day, delight yourself in me. Jot it down, will you? The Hebrew word Isaiah chooses for delight describes a very person. It's either mother or God. Person-focused joy. A person-focused joy. That's why I keep your pen moving. Job can exclaim back in the book we were in. Job 22, verse 26. Then you will have your delight in the Lord Almighty. Like you are at your mother's breast. That's what you're going to do. You're going to delight in God. Ladies and gentlemen, God is big. God is big. On relationship, isn't he? This is, an, this is a person-focused joy. A joy that comes every seventh day when we gather in the presence of our God, our forever friend, our eternal creator. Yahoo! Yep! It's back again. Yay! So how can we get the most Yahoo out of God's Yahoo day? Here's the question. How can we get the most Yahoo out of the Sabbath? Uh, you're going to fill this in in your study guide. This is uh, from... Uh, Isaiah 58, 13 from the New Revised. I like this. If you refrain from trampling. Write that down. I like that wording better. If you refrain from trampling on the Sabbath. The other night, Democratic uh, presidential primary, Philadelphia. Some of you probably watched it. Got the report of it afterwards. They put a videoed question, stuck it right into that. Caller on video. Barack Obama, what's up with that? How come you never wear the American flag on your lapel? Oh, my. I tell you what, that, that, that was a setup. Why? You know why? What's the big deal? Because respect for your nation's flag. Whatever your nationality, and we're 100 nations here, respect for the flag is considered a primary virtue of patriotism. If I, look, where, where, where's old glory? If I took the stars and stripes, brought old glory here threw it on the ground, and then all over, just ground my feet in, you would in an instant, those of you that are from this nation, you would sense that, you would sense that affront. Why? Because a flag represents a nation. It represents, it's what the flag represents. It represents a people. Isaiah's point here, ladies and gentlemen, is inescapable. Write it down. To trample on the flag of the Sabbath is paramount to insulting the God that the day represents. When you trample on the Sabbath, you're insulting the one 
behind the flag. Because remember, the Sabbath is a very person-centered kind of joy, a person-centered kind of day. So what's it mean to trample on the Sabbath? Take a look at those. We'll put it on the screen here. It's in your study guide. You'll need to fill it in. This is Isaiah 58:13. Now, the entire verse, New Revised. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy... Write that in. On my holy day. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs... Hit the pause button right there. Hey, listen. What, so what do we, you, wrote, you wrote the word down twice. What are we going to do with this old-fashioned word holy? I mean, who likes the word holy? That's just, that, 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 is, that is so blasé, holy. Who even uses it anymore? I'm going to ask you two questions about holy. You tell me the answers. You tell me the answers right now. Question number one. Can God set aside space and declare it holy? This is where I show up. Can God do that? Does he have the right to do that? Hey, that's the whole story. That's the whole story of the burning bush, isn't it? I showed up here. Hey, Moses, take your shoes off. You are now on holy ground. Just a measly little shrub before. But the moment God infuses it, it's holy. I mean, come on, the Jews, the the Israelites had that, that little tent church tabernacle that moved all through the wilderness for 40 years. And everywhere they put it up, boom, that is holy ground. By the way, teenage girl little teenage virgin, inside her womb, God showed up. And the angel said, what you have in your womb, sis, is the Holy One of God. Can God occupy space and say, now the space is holy? Yeah, He did. He occupied the human being. And He says, now this is holy. So, if God can occupy space and declare it holy, here's the follow-up question. Can God occupy time and call it holy? Can He? But of course, why not? That's what the, that's what the seventh day Sabbath is all about. I have a whole week. But God says only one of those days I personally occupy. I set it ablaze like the burning bush. Can God do it? You bet He can. In fact, let's be clear about this. Jot it down. When God declares something holy, there's, there it is in your study guide. When God declares something holy, be it a burning bush or the seventh day Sabbath, it is because He has infused it with His what? It's His presence, guys. It's not just His thought. No, He is personally present. And that's what makes something holy. It can't be holy if He's not present. He's present in it. And it becomes holy. Whoa. Let's read it again. Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14, New Revised. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day... If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. NIV, then you will find your joy. You'll find your joy. Yahoo! You will find your joy in the Lord. Why? Ah, this is it. Because, write it down, the joy of the Sabbath is the presence of God. That's why. I repeat that. The joy of the Sabbath is the presence of God. Oh, He's with me on Sunday. He's with me on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But when you come to the seventh day, it's like, he, it's like He gets into that bush of time and He sets it ablaze. In a way, none of the other days is ablaze. The seventh day. By the way, I, I, I can forget that day. 
You can break that day, but we cannot change that day. <laughs> you can think you can, but you can't. Set a blaze. Fire. I'm in that day. So here's the question. How can I keep this burning bush of a day alive with the joy of God's presence. I'm going to leave you now with five simple strategies. Five simple strategies. Chop them down. Everyone begins with the letter G. Memorize these. You'll be fine. Five simple strategies to keep the Yahoo in God's Yahoo day. Number one, guard the doors. Number one, guard the doors. What are you talking about, Dwight? I'll show you. Leviticus 23, verse 32. It's there in your study guide. Keep your pen moving. From evening to evening, you shall celebrate your Sabbath. What's going on here? Jot it down. The doors to the Sabbath are the sundowns on Friday evening and Saturday evening. By the way, jot this down as well. That's the way Jesus himself celebrated the Sabbath. You look at Mark 1. He celebrated the Sabbath from sundown to sundown. What's the big deal? Why would anybody keep... Time in that kind of crazy way. It's only crazy to us, to us in the third millennium. It was never crazy in the beginning. You know why? Jot it down. You have that right there. Because that's the way God began timekeeping in the beginning. Remember? When God came to this little hunk of rock in the middle of the space, what was here first? Darkness. Darkness is here. And then he says, let there be light. And from that moment on and forevermore, God has chosen to mark time by darkness first, then light. And that's why every day in the creation account it says, and the evening and the morning were the first, the second. Always evening, then morning. The day starts in the dark. So what are you saying, Dwight, when he's talking about guarding the doors? Oh, what I'm saying is meet God at the door. When the sun's going down, you just get to the door. This is the door of time. You guard that door. Don't you let another day come crashing in. Because these other days love to try to get in and occupy your mind. You guard that door. Well, what should I do? Ah, oh, piece of cake. You got a good CD? You got some great uh, religious music? Some of your favorite gospel music? Whatever. Put a little bit of music on. You got a guitar in the corner there? Grab a guitar. You got an old dusty piano? Go to the piano. You got more people in the house than just you? Bring them all together. Say, hey guys, we're opening the door now. Sabbath is coming. And guess who's coming with the Sabbath? He's coming in now. Guard the door. Keep it open. And he walks in. You sing. You might want to read uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, Jesus says, and I'll give you rest. Oh, Jesus, I got hurry sickness. Please give me your give me your your blessing. So you might read a little something. Karen and I memorize passages. Let's just do that for the for the joy of it. You can memorize a psalm. We're working on John fourteen right now. Look, at, it's not rocket science, guys. Just do something. Read a little story. And then, and then a prayer. And what's the prayer supposed to be? God, I just opened the door. Come on in. We've been waiting for you all week. We knew you'd come. This is your day. I'm guarding that door. Nobody else gets in but you. Come. Hey, by the way, let me say to you young parents, young parents, listen to me. Worship. Ten minutes. It's because we've grown up in some, some of us have grown up in homes that the worship went 20 minutes. It went 30 minutes. It went 40 minutes. Look, unless you're, you're doing something that's really captivating, you can eventually ruin the arrival of the Sabbath. Keep it short and simple. Keep it upbeat. Keep it happy. Sing a great song that the kids love. 
You're all alone. Bring a few friends over. Celebrate the Sabbath. Bring your friends over. Celebrate the Sabbath. Guard the doors. And by the way, when the Sabbath goes out that door, when the Sabbath goes out, you guard that door. Do a little bit of a ritual all over again saying, God, what a day. Thank you. Now go with us into the week. Please, dear God, go with us into the week. Make this the best week that we can possibly live for you. I'm telling you what. It's just a little ritual at the beginning. You guard the door at the beginning. You guard the door at the end. That Sabbath observance will not be some kind of, ugh. It's going to be a joy. You guard the doors. Number two. Get your rest. Here's a Chinese sage's three-word biography of the West. Okay, he's writing about us. Hurry, worry, bury. Isn't that great? That's us. That's our life story. Hurry, worry, bury. We got, we, got, we got a hurry sickness. Let me tell you something. Who has time to slow down and rest? So we're flying over to Africa a couple months ago, and uh, British Airways magazine, I read there that they've calculated that the average, listen, the average politician, the average politician in 1995 spoke 50% faster than he or she did in the 1940s. We are just living faster now. Listen to this. The bait... Beethoven's Fifth Symphony takes 20% less time to perform now than when it was first composed. <laughs> i got to get over with it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. 20% faster. Guys, we, we're sick. we got hurry sickness. Slow down. Hey, 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 get some rest. Slow down. Slow down. That's what God is saying. No wonder we're worn out. But the Sabbath is an antidote. Hey, jot this down, will you? Get your Sabbath rest in the dark part of the Sabbath. Get your Sabbath rest in the dark part of the Sabbath. Research now shows, listen carefully, research now shows that the rest gained in the darkness surpasses the value of the rest you gain in the daylight. So if you want a Sabbath rest, which you're going to need, and I want, get it when it's dark. Because afternoons were not made for naps on the Sabbath. Get your rest when it's dark. All right, number three, go to church. Go to church. We did this with YouTube, so there's no point in spending a whole lot of time here. But I came across this old classic that has these words in it by M.L. Andreas. said, I like this. It's not in your study guide. Read it on the screen. When God's people meet in the appointed place on the Sabbath to worship, they are thrice blessed. They themselves are a blessed people. Are you blessed? Am I blessed? Come on. Blessed. They are a blessed people. Number two, the place in which they worship is blessed. And number three, the very time of worship. The very day is blessed. Blessed three times over. Now it goes on. A holy people worships a holy God at a holy time in a holy place. Wow. Surely under such conditions, God's richest blessing may be expected. Isn't that great? Wow. So when you go to church on the Sabbath, you are blessed three times, three times as much. You say, I do it at home. No, you can't do it at home. You won't get it at home. Trust me, you will not get it at home. You can't. It's impossible. The thrice blessed happens when this is a part of it. All right, number four, give of yourself. These all begin with G, just five of them. Give of yourself. You know what's so amazing about Isaiah 58? Is that God's Sabbath appeal is bookended right smack dab against God's call to social action. Look at verse 7. This is, this is Isaiah 58. Look at verse 7. God says, hey, you, you, you want to know what really sets my heart singing? Is it not when you share your bread with the hungry? 
And you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked and you cover him and you do not hide yourself from your own flesh and blood. Verse 10. Look, at God says, if you'll extend your soul to the hungry, if you'll satisfy the afflicted soul, I'm going to do something for you. Your light will dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Whoa, write it down. The Sabbath is God's day for serving others. The socially marginalized. The economically disenfranchised, the spiritually alienated, find those people and serve them. Serve them on the Sabbath. That's why the Sabbath is yours. Give of yourself. God says He'll come back so He'll come back in spades to you. Give. Give. Which is why, by the way, we send buses up this road every Sabbath afternoon. At, what time we meet? At 3 o'clock at Lampson? Every Sabbath afternoon, the buses go up the road to Benton Harbor. Why? Because young adults are at their optimum. When they're giving of themselves. We are all, by the way, it's not just college kids. It's it's all of us need to be giving. Give of yourself on the Sabbath. You say, come on, come on, Dwight, please, wait a minute. The Sabbath is to be a day for my rest. It's it's to be a day for my relaxation. So if I go outside after dinner and we have a little game of touch football, what's the problem with that? I mean, if I go down on the beach and they're playing beach volleyball, what's the problem if I join in just a little bit? Maybe I'm going to go for a little leisurely swim. I need to relax. There is no way for a preacher like me to possibly come up with a list of do's and don'ts that will satisfy and cover the basis. I mean, I like to just on a Sabbath afternoon after we have, a good, have, a, have had a good dinner, especially in this season, I like to talk politics. And so we get into the presidential politics and we talk about, hey, who's got the edge here? Who? Are you serious? My day? That conversation? can't be serious. Aren't six days enough for that stuff? Take a break. By the way, Jesus Himself never attempted to set up a a long list of rules, do's and don'ts. He just said, I'm not touching that. You got a bright mind? Use it. Use that mind. You delight in me, Jesus says. Just delight in me. If I can be a part of it, if I can be in the thick of it, do it. If I can't be in the thick of it and it's all about you, forget it. You got six days for you, I get one. Give me that one. I got an email from a friend of mine. He said, you know something, Dwight, I'll tell you about the Sabbath in our community of faith. You know what it is? It's going to church, you're praying, you're going to get some kind of a sermon that'll, that'll feed you. Then you go home, you have this huge dinner, then you take a long nap, and then you're going to have a little nature time. And so you go down to the beach, you, you walk along the beach, and, you know, a little bit of, of uh, volleyball, and, uh, when's the sun go down around here anyway? Man, this day never ends. He says, we've got it all wrong. He says, why don't, we, why don't we celebrate the Sabbath like Jesus did? Seven of Jesus' great miracles were reserved for the Sabbath. Telling us, guess what? It is good to do well toward others. Seven of His best miracles reserved for the Sabbath. In fact, jot this down, will you? Matthew chapter 12, verse 10 in the New Living. I like this. It is right to do good on the Sabbath. The Sabbath isn't about serving yourself. It's about giving yourself. Give, give, give. You'll be happier. You, hey, You'll be happier, you'll be healthier, you'll be holier. Happier, healthier, and holier if you'll give yourself. Don't hang on to that self. That self isn't worth hanging on to, please. 
A century ago, look, isn't this something? You have to fill it in. A century ago, this appeal was made according to the fourth commandment. You see it there in your study guide. According to the fourth commandment, the Sabbath was dedicated to rest and religious worship. All secular employment was to be suspended, but works of mercy and benevolence were in accordance with the purpose of the Lord. They were not to be limited to time or place. Now, isn't this something? To relieve the afflicted, to comfort the sorrowing, is a labor of love that does honor to God's holy day. Hallelujah. Finally, number five, write it down. Glory in your God. That's the Yahoo factor. The NIV, how does it read? Then you will find joy in your Lord. Don't find, come on, on the Sabbath? No, seriously, on the Sabbath? Don't find joy in your gadgets. Put the toys down. Put the toys down. Don't find joy in your gadgets. On the Sabbath, don't find joy in your homework. Don't find joy in your homework. Don't glory in that. On the Sabbath, don't find joy in your employment. Why do you even want to talk about it? Forget it. Just let it go. On the Sabbath, don't find joy in shopping. Why would you want to go shopping on the Sabbath? We're so crassly materialistic anyway. On the Sabbath, let it go. Don't find joy in entertainment, entertaining yourself. What are you going to do? Go to a sports, do a little bit of sports, check up on the scores. Don't find joy in that. Let it go. On the Sabbath, delight yourself in me. Like a baby at his mother's breast. You come. You come to me with joy. I'll work through you. You serve, you give, I'll work through you. I'll make this world a better place because you and I share this day together. Delight yourself in me, God cries out. Slow down, please. Calm down, quiet down, lay them down. I like this. Uh, Calvin Miller came up with this. Lay them down. What's he talking about? That last quote, there it is. All watches must be checked. But wouldn't that be great if on the Sabbath we all took our watches off? I'd love to do it in church. You'd kill us, but I'd love to do it in church. Get rid of all these clocks, all of them. All watches must be checked at the gates of the throne room. Isn't this great? To run in and out of the presence of royalty or to try to, do, to, try to set the limits on our conversation is to for, forget who we are and to whom we're talking. God is the king. We must lay down all our appointment books. They are not significant in his presence. Better yet, let's do this. Last line. Instead of laying down your appointment books, take your PDA. Take your little laptop Outlook Express calendar. Take your paper appointment syllabus. And every seventh day, draw a circle around it with these words, My appointment with God. My appointment with God. That's what God is saying. Hey, guys, guys, delight yourself in me. Find your joy in me. Let your Yahoo day be this day. You and me together. Ah, why? What's the big deal? I tell you what. The joy of the Sabbath. That's it. That's it. The joy of the Sabbath is the presence of God. And for that, there's only one word, Yahoo. What do you say? Amen. Amen. Hey, listen. Don't you hurry out of here yet. I want to make an appeal. We've been, at, we've, been at, we've been in this subject for quite a while now. This is the last time we're in it for a while. I want to make an appeal right now. Would you like to join me today? Right here. Forget this her and i got to hurry somewhere. No, no. Would you like to join me today in choosing to seek the presence of God every 
Seventh-day Sabbath. Would you like to join me in making that choice? By the grace of God, I choose to honor God on the Seventh-day Sabbath. You know what? There's some of you who have never kept the Seventh-day Sabbath in your life. You say, Dwight, is this some kind of, is this some kind of a, you know, you've got to go through a little checklist kind of thing? No, 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 no. It's just a choice. You choose. You choose. I'm going to spend this day with the joy of my life. I think it would be a perfect time for you to make that choice right now. If you, even if you've never kept the Seventh-day Sabbath in your life and you'd like to, from this day on, have God as the presence of joy in every Sabbath that you live. How about standing to your feet, huh? How about just standing to your feet? Don't, 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 just, don't jump up because I'm up here. The, the person beside you is standing. But no, no. By standing, you're saying, you know what, God? By Your grace. By Your grace. By Your grace, I want that Yahoo day to be a day of Your presence and Your joy.